Welcome to the Script Bits Podcast for Tuesday, June 7th, 2022. Our bit today comes from Psalm 119, verse 105, which says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, a good Tuesday morning to all you, my wonderful Script Bit friends and families. And I sincerely hope that all of us have the wonderful light of Jesus shining in us this day. That's regardless of the weather we are currently experiencing, which in my case is wet and cloudy. But that's the good thing about the light of Jesus. It shines whatever the actual state of the weather. Bless his holy name. Consequently, I can't understand why many more people are not turning to Jesus in these dark, dreary, confused, and strife-filled times when he is the epitome of light shining in the darkness. He said it himself, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And that comes from John 8, 12. And though the Pharisees didn't believe him because he witnessed to himself or blew his own horn, the truth is he is indeed the only one who can light our way when the enemy and his dark and evil schemes come marching or rather creeping up on us. For let us remember that the deadliest sins don't leap up on us now but they creep up stealthily like the wily devil, the originator. And that's why this magnificent, reassuring, and poignant verse of scripture should be written deep in our hearts and thus always be at the tip of our tongues when the forces of darkness try to overcome us. So please say it with me with strong conviction and confidence. Thy word, O Lord, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And you better believe it is, my friends, for it is only through the grace and mercy of God's word can we ever make it successfully through this earthly life. And you know what? If by chance God's word isn't currently a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path, then you'd better make it so real soon, like today, like right now, if you truly desire to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And Brother David said it in so many words, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And that comes from Psalm 27, 13. Yes, friends, if we don't believe in God, his goodness and mercy, his unconditional love and compassionate heart, then there's little or no chance of seeing his goodness in our lives. Then Brother David went on to make another monumental statement. Wait in faith on the Lord and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait in faith, I say, on the Lord. And that comes from Psalm 27, 14. Now, that's the other part of the story, my people. 
First we believe, then we wait patiently. That's in faith on the Lord's timing. For remember this other scripture which says so explicitly, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. That's God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And we all know that comes from Hebrews 11.6. And that's why faith is so important in our Christian walk. In fact, faith is the very basis, the Christ-like foundation on which we ought to build our lives. For as the author of Hebrews says about faith at the beginning of that chapter, now faith is the substance or realization of things hoped for, the evidence or conviction of things not seen. And that's Hebrews 11.1. 1. And as the scholars tell us, that isn't so much a definition of faith, but what faith does. It provides substance and also evidence. That's assurance and a sense of proof that results in conviction. And the scholars go on to explain, the difference between assurance and evidence would be minimal were it not for the phrase qualifying each. The first one says, of things hoped for and then of things not seen. The first involves future hope. The second involves present realities that are unseen. The first includes the hope of the resurrection, the return of Christ, and the glorification of the saints. And that's us, my people. The second involves unseen realities, such as forgiveness of sin through Christ's sacrifice and the present intercession of Christ in heaven. Hope and faith relating to future conviction is faith relating to the present. So friends, regardless of whether we are dealing with or thinking about the present or the future, hope or great expectations that lead to faith is absolutely essential. In fact, in all walks of life, not only Christianity, is hope and faith totally necessary if we are to grow personally or our organizations are to improve and become successful. And I believe these marvelous words of Paul in his letter to the Roman church admirably describes it, where he says, For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience, that's perseverance, wait, and we wait eagerly, eagerly wait for it. And that comes from Romans 8, 24 to 25. So life in general and our Christian walk in particular calls for certain words and characteristics if they are to be successfully attained. We're talking about words like hope, belief, faith, waiting, patience, perseverance, expectation, and doing them all with a modicum of eagerness, even when there seems to be total darkness surrounding us. Yes, friends, life is a challenge, and the Christian one even a bigger hill to climb. 
The Lord didn't make us to be soft and fragile, spineless and fearful, but full of belly and backbone so we can do his work. And that brings us to these words of reassurance from Paul to Timothy, which we all know, but obviously don't invoke or use as often and as faithfully as we ought to. So please declare them with me now. For God had not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound or disciplined mind. And there again, we all know that comes from 2 Timothy 1.7. And those are words for us to continually live by, my fellow saints. That's because they reinforce the words we earlier spoke of, that God's word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And with all of that under our belts, that is written in our hearts, souls, bodies, and minds, ready to be put into action at a moment's notice, there is no chance whatsoever for the powers of darkness to cover us and thus block out the light. That's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So please, let's give him the ultimate praise and thanks that we can ever give now. And we're not talking about that from our mouths, but from the way we live our lives in his mighty name. Now, for those of us who are sincerely trying to do that, let's go home declaring our right. We spell declaring right today. Let's go home declaring our Tuesday mantra, letting the whole world know to whom we belong, lock, stock, and barrel. All together now, in God's eyes, I'm not what I do. I'm not what I have. I'm not what people say about me. I am the beloved of God. That's who I am. No one can take that from me. I don't have to worry. I don't have to hurry. I can trust my friend Jesus and share his love with the world. Amen. And friends, having declared that, we must now go out and share that awesome love and friendship of Christ with others, just as generously as he's shared it with us, so that they too can come to know him and love him like we do. And why is that, you ask? <laughs> Simply because it's our bounden duty. Yes. It's our bounden duty. So let's go out and do it. Much love. And the postscript for today says, Come hell or high water, Christ is the answer. And that's the indisputable truth, my people. Whatever happens in this life, Christ is the answer. So please, as we say every day, let's go out and live for Christ because that's the only way we'll ever live, live successfully. And we pray that in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.